0: Hello and welcome to the TOVG podcast, where we look deep within ourselves and contemplate whether or not we care about sports games. We do. Do we? That sounded like the
1: intro to one of your videos. Like, you said that very in the Super Bunny Hop persona.
0: (laughs) Well, right (laughs) right before I started the recording, you guys were having a discussion that was actually really interesting about how you cared more about sports games two generations ago when they were... Much less realistic Yeah, yeah.
1: Basically the point that I was making Also, hi and welcome to the TOBG podcast uh, We're we're the podcasters And we have guest uh, yeah, Michael, yeah. Michael Devilar Devilar, but George Deviar. will
2: never Say it right, I think
0: out oh, of spite by this uh, point
1: that is, that is a super bunny hop-ism <laughs> At this point okay. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: Personal friend from conventions Screenwave manager Michel Devilar Yeah, is, there uh, it is is <laughs> is here with us today to provide some interesting insight on um we're gonna get to berserk later because i know you're a huge fan and that's breaking this week so i thought it was a good time to have you on but before then though sports games right the hottest yeah. that's what people really care about in our audiences absolutely
1: uh, yeah um i i was just mentioning the point that uh i liked sports games like we had a couple on the super nintendo like uh I think yeah, I have like bill I mean, Walsh, damn. college football and uh, oh there was one with the mutants. Like,
2: yeah yeah, I say mutant league uh
1: mutant league football. I mean like the the thing cuz like I think everybody can mostly agree that games like and uh NFL blitz and stuff are like oh. fun sports games cuz oh, they're yeah. like and they got like, like over the
0: top absolutely strong armed out of the market like right the the things that that ruined sports games ever being fun again were EA buying out the actual sports league rights uh-huh. they they can be the only ones making an NFL game for like the past 20 years i think there was actually a court case contesting this but also they're just going to guarantee to sell no matter what like it's like the sonic problem they can ship whatever crap and because they're literally making game versions of the most popular pastimes in the entire planet they're they're going to ship millions of them anyway sounds like nintendo yeah.
3: oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> except um, t- t- football is more popular than mario which yeah. is crazy uh
1: like the th- the thing though is like those like wacky sports games I think are kind of more universally loved by, by people who don't like regular sports games. But I'm saying like even just like pre GameCube era, maybe a couple on the GameCube, but like pre that generation sports games were so limited by the hardware that they couldn't fit in all of the like realism stuff. And so they ended up playing more like arcade games. And I, I, that just like it was so appealing. Like, I still have NHL ninety-five on the Super yeah. Nintendo, and that game's a blast. It plays nothing like actual hockey, aside from you know, some basic rules, but like it I found that game really fun, and I don't think I'd find NHL 16 if they don't if they even have modern NHL games anymore. Yeah. I don't think I'd find that fun. The hockey Ooh.
0: ones were great. They were just really, really fast and responsive, which yeah. you don't get anymore because everything's <sighs> super intricately
3: animated. Mm -hmm. At a friend's house, we had uh, an old uh, NFL machine, um, Mm -hmm. uh, NFL machine, an old uh, Madden machine. Uh Um, And like he he would would take it to get an update, like the roster and stuff like that. But like it didn't like it didn't matter. Like we'll go. The graphics were decent enough Mm -hmm. and it just felt like a blend between Blitz and just like what we have today. Like j- just like that, like a nice, nice midpoint. Yeah, just nice, clean. You can throw long passes, and yeah, they might catch it. Like it's just cr- absurdity, like uh, hmm. crazy fumbles, stuff like that. I mean, I-, I was always into the blitz, the showtimes, the jams, the yeah. the streets, oh, all of I'm those crazy games. I wondering about that. Them.
0: Like it seems yeah. like back in the day, you had m- more spin-offs that weren't like wacky monster football but just like um when i was playing the SNK Humble Bundle which is back up again they <laughs> have Baseball Stars 2 which is just like comically proportioned anime baseball and it's <laughs> it's really really fun and carefree and doesn't take itself seriously but it's also not so extreme that it's like mutants smashing each other in the post-apocalyptic future they just uh, wanted to make a fun, wacky video game version of, of baseball, Bruh. and they did. It says
3: Tricky. Let's not forget oh, yeah. all those. Let's like, not forget like NBA
0: about. Street is like the same level of absurdity that Baseball Stars 2 was at, but it had actual licenses and names and personalities. And I guess, is that like so dependent to sell a sports spinoff game now, even, that other companies just don't even try it? Or do I just not mm-hmm. care about sports games so much that I don't know about the wacky, over the top spinoff sports games that do exist? but just fly under my radar
2: yeah I, f- I just i can't think of any yeah yeah, yeah. It, it feels like a lot of those games or like a lot of the systems <laughs> that you would find in those games just got like folded into smash brothers
0: clones mm. isn't like, it isn't hilarious that we started this whole branch off by talking about rocket league <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> like is rocket league what we have to work with now at this point <laughs> Yeah, I, I
2: guess so. I mean, there's got there's got to be something because there was that dodgeball game on the DS a few years ago that was pretty solid. Uh, God, but
1: that but years ago. Yeah,
2: I mean, that was like <laughs> like almost a decade ago at this point. now that I'm thinking because that was like Oof. original DS. Uh
1: but even like a couple years would be a long gap for there to be like no games of a genre.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think like so I've got a very weird situation where like I kind of grew up mostly in arcades i didn't really get a home console until the dreamcast came out Uh and so like for me i only really ever grew up with like the nfl blitzes and like the really arcadey style games right and so when i finally kind of came face to face with i guess the more quote-unquote simulation ones i just never saw the appeal because i was just like if i wanted to play like by the rules football i'll fucking go join like an indie league and go outside (laughs) Uh, so yeah yeah I'm I'm definitely kind of feeling like that that that's an underserved niche and I am like you mentioned like just a few years gone like why there's no one that's free money I would assume right yeah. like
1: Yeah like I, don't, I
2: guess like that's the sp-
1: closest thing that we have is the the Mario sports games but like yeah. even then the recent Mario tennis was like a far cry from the original Mario <laughs> tennis that did that like the recent one became less wacky and more like yeah. just hit the ball back Yeah, and like forth. there's a middle
0: ground that's missing. It, it, it was a middle ground that was filled by NBA Street and Blitz, like things that played with the real sport, but by very absurdly misinterpreted. <laughs> like 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 a 10-year-old kid high on sugar with a dirty sense of humor was, was closing his eyes and picturing how this sport works. Yeah. yeah.
2: No, instead, you need Spike Lee narrating your uh, career oh, mode. Oh, MVA. Oh my yeah, God! I this think is they great. have
0: that at Redbox. I could check it out.
2: It's uh,
0: <sighs> it's free it, on
2: uh, yeah, it's PS4 yeah. right now. Yeah. It's, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, that's checking out.
0: Why? Why it was fresh in my mind? Because yeah, that's even better than Redbox. At Uncharted Four is what I got at Redbox. Anyways, um, hello, <laughs> welcome to the podcast yeah. where we usually spend the first. 30 minutes talking about what week what we've played but I don't know it's like a little refreshing to just not not go with the formula every now and then and actually talk about the some yeah, rebels, some interesting yeah. talk about yeah. talk about video games. We can't talk about <laughs> what we played this week and also talk about mildly exaggerated sports because those don't apparently exist right now. Yeah. <laughs> but that's... I, I mean
1: fucking I haven't played like anything aside from Overwatch. I I played uh, 20 minutes of Oblivion right before we started. This, why did you the, play
0: 20 minutes of Oblivion? Yeah, yeah, because
1: I'm I'm making a video on Oblivion, so I had to start up the game.
0: You know, um, that's fair. Why I was a trash teenager? Why I was like the worst? Why I really liked Oblivion from that's like, what
1: my video is about.
0: Ages 16 to 17.
1: <laughs> yeah, my my I mean spoilers, I guess. But my <laughs> the video I'm making is uh, why my favorite Elder Scrolls game, Oblivion is the
0: worst elder scrolls game it was so <laughs> hype back in its day too yeah like like it really did, did opened the market
3: up? what's that did plates did plates stack up in your room because that's what happened to me like just dirty Holy plates. Shit. no that yeah, happens now like, actually
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i do that more now than yeah. i did
2: then same <laughs> then again
1: I, I lived with my parents at the time because yeah. i was like you know a little when there's no mom school. to
0: pick up your plates you just set them on top of your computer and Forget about them until you need to remember that they're there.
1: (laughs) Until they hit the ceiling and you're like, fuck.
0: Now I got to do two days of dishes again. Oh, man. Um, Um, But yeah, Oblivion. Um, I I played it again just like a year later and I was like, wow, this is already aged poorly. And that was in like 2008. So I can't imagine what it's like now. That game is like...
1: That game aged as well as like an open tub of sour cream outside. Um, Ooh, sweet, and you live
0: in Southern California, so
1: yeah. I mean, you don't even need it outside in fucking California. to boil that shit inside anyway. Um, <laughs> so, like, a I like Oblivion a lot. I have a lot of good memories with it. It is, it is like the most confusing amalgamation of broken things <laughs> that are put
2: together. So it's a Bethesda game. Right. <laughs> oh, thank you. But, like, uh, I I feel
1: like I'm just gonna talk out my entire video, and I don't want to do that, but, like, Morrowind had all of the the RPG things that are good, like, story and interesting characters and, like, lore and just, like, deep things that you have to, like, delve into, and it was hard as nails. And then Skyrim uh. was, like, polar opposite, where it kind of took all that away but it gave a good like systems of an rpg so like it was a fun streamlined casual rpg to play whereas oblivion doesn't have the deep lore story stuff and its systems are all completely broken so
0: it's like why but it was big and had really good looking trees and foliage and all Mm -hmm. the combat was like Kind of, of a real-time action game, and wasn't so yeah. it achieved lighting mainstream big... success.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like wasn't the bloom, the bloom lighting a big uh, drawing point for that as well? Mm, yeah. yeah.
0: Early screenshots of Oblivion before they started having human beings in the screenshots were like amazing for the time. I was yeah. like, w- how can I play a game that looks like this? When I was seeing those screenshots <laughs> in like 2004, the Oblivion stuff just made no sense visually. Yeah. Um. God, I forgot what I was going to say. Especially for a game like that man. big. Yeah. yeah. Like, sandbox games nowadays tend to look good, but back then they had to look like Morrowind, which was a muddy ass. Oof, oof. And yeah, like, that's yeah. the other thing. Like, people idolize Morrowind nowadays, but back then there was a lot of hate for how weird it was. Like, the default yeah, walking speed in Morrowind, the miss rate during your early combat skills, oh, and then how easy the game becomes Once you either get into the spell making systems or just stack a few artifacts on top of each other or give a sword the paralyze effect or do all three, yeah (laughs) which the game gives you in its main quest, it like it's like here, here's a sword that paralyzes enemies so they can't slash you back. And then here's the artifact that makes you fly around,
1: dude. (laughs) The Morrowind speedrun uh, is my is one of my favorite speedruns.
0: It's a very, very easily breakable game. Like, almost yeah. more so than Oblivion. It just will look and sound better and be more interesting to play and think about in the process of breaking it than Oblivion. Oblivion, like, starts out as mush, whereas Morrowind starts out as, like, a nice, solid goober that you have to turn to mush.
1: <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, the interesting thing about Oblivion is that it has no less than 10 perfect 100 scores on Metacritic. I wow, believe wow. it.
2: Yeah, I'm not surprised at all, actually.
1: None of the critics' reviews on Metacritic are even below positive. They're all green. The first, and I think the lowest one is like an 82 or something. The first
0: six hours of playing Oblivion in 2005- <laughs> 2006 is like blah.
1: Yeah, it's... It, for the time, of yeah. course, Like, uh, like... Obviously, like stuff like Mario 64 was mind blowing back when it came out. And nowadays it's kind of like, well, yeah, it didn't age well. But like, it is crazy to me that it got
0: perfect. Like, having a game on the scale of Morrowind, but with voice acting for everyone. Was a huge benchmark, even though the voice acting was shit. Oh, and yeah. the system that they use to determine how NPCs have conversations is hilarious. Oh my God. It's and my the favorite. voices per the characters like switch to other characters' voices. Like people didn't care about that back then because it was just a new benchmark. Yeah. And now now like Fallout releases and, and one of <laughs> a hugely contentious line in my review that no one questioned was how the audio mixing changes in the middle of someone's sentence, and that's like the details that, that get on people's nerves now. Yeah. Whereas yeah. back then, if you complained about that, you would have been a nitpicking piece of shit. Yeah.
1: Anyways, so <laughs> almost talked for longer about oblivion than i have actually played it so
0: um
1: (laughs) wait how far did did you get your like i said i played 20 minutes before. okay so i
0: guess are you still in the dungeon yeah i'm not even out of the sewers oh wow okay because because once you get out of the sewers (laughs) i i think i remember when i first loaded up in 2007 and got out of the sewers i was like wow look at this huge majestic beautiful overworld and then in a couple years later, I got out of the sewers and was looking at an incredibly low-res LOD across yeah. the water with, like, trees from Doom Pixel sprites looking back at me, and I was like, come on, guys. Yeah, I'm actually planning,
1: well, f- right after we finish the podcast, I'm going to stream a little bit just to capture footage, but after I make the video, I think I'm planning on, like, doing a streamed Oblivion playthrough, but with a fuck-ton of mods, because I've never really gotten oh, yeah. into PC modding. You know that. i I not really in the modding scene, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to like get all those like make Oblivion look like fucking Avatar. <laughs> I want like those and make it look amazing.
0: Where where you have giant naked blue people? No, I, I mean oh. like
1: like good CG. Oh, maybe that's a bad comparison. Avatar didn't really have good CG.
0: It did have giant naked blue people. <laughs> it did. That is <laughs> which yeah, one thing to its many credit? Oblivion mods for
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Just a uh, make people giant mod and then a new dark elves mod. Done. Mm-hmm. The last airbender,
3: right? That's what no. that's the good CG No, right? that's not what the no. Odd, big, big No, big, No. Making no. People. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, I cried when I watched that in theaters. I can't believe money. you even watched it. I can't believe. I still want to see the live action Dragon Ball movie
2: oh dude i forgot that
3: exists it is a special kind of i forgot about it until just now (laughs) yeah dude you don't want to watch that man i think i do
0: yeah it's yeah it's worth (laughs) watching next time at magfest when me and michael are together we'll kick everyone out of the room to watch the live-action dragon (laughs) Uh ball movie Uh,
2: have you seen the live-action tekken film
0: no my god oh
2: we gotta do that one too it's so bad (laughs)
0: <laughs> like oh no. but I, you laugh but i love garbage i genuinely no, like, enjoy garbage <laughs> okay. one of
2: my top five favorite films of all time is the first mortal kombat movie so i dude i can agree with that like i first mortal
1: kombat's amazing adore
2: that movie uh and if you really want to scrape the bottom bottom of the barrel there's the live action king of fighters film Jesus. oh really oh it's yeah, yeah, yeah. does it um, have my i th- it's got a no vice maturity. Way. i know that much
0: If there's Uh, no my, then I can't tell if that's like really, really disappointing or if that just is a testament to how beautifully garbage it is.
2: Yeah, I do know that Ray Park, the guy that played uh, Darth Maul in Star Wars Episode 1, I believe plays Ruben Bernstein in it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is rough. Wow, you have like a list for me.
0: I joked about the live action Dragon Ball movie and came away with like six hours of material (laughs) here
1: i'll i'll add another uh two hours onto that um the most uh tangentially video game movie and also my favorite piece of garbage in the entire world one of the five movies i own a physical copy of uh in the name of the king a dungeon siege tale
2: (laughs) that's on netflix right now i think
1: i it is you must go watch this film jason it's jason statham Oh my god. An movie,
2: yeah. Yeah, it's
0: oh, That's man, based on Dungeon
2: Siege, right?
1: Yeah, it's based on the fucking game series Dungeon Siege. Nothing to do with it, no. of course. Nothing to do with it. Um I actually bought Dungeon Siege 3 after watching that movie because I was like, I wonder like what the games are like. It's awful. Dungeon Siege is a terrible series. Yeah, do not do not do that. It's
2: a shitty Diablo clone.
1: Yeah, I got The game, I got Dungeons & Siege 3 for free because I had a $20 gift card to Best Buy and it was $20. And I feel like I lost out on that deal.
2: Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
1: But the movie's fantastic. I think it's, I I want to believe that it's self-aware because it's really, really bad. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What have you guys been
0: playing this week? Uh, I've been playing Doom. Oh. Oh.
3: Yeah,
0: so, Doom released to very low expectations and ended up, like, ripping and tearing them away, which is good. I don't know if I'm, like, feeling the same kind of euphoric, t- elated sense of, of wonder and joy that I want to, though. And I feel like it boils down to my play style and how the game prioritizes a lot of checklists of stuff. mm but it does like combat cards. really, really well. Well, it the key cards are fine. There's a there's red and blue one. Some levels have one. Some levels have two. But it routes you in and out of them very well. The level design's cool. It's like surprisingly old school and Metroid Prime-ish. It's like mm. really not an internal organ artery corridor shooter at all. It looks like old Doom maps. Very, very layers of squares on top of other layers of squares. But there's a shitload of do blank X amount of times challenges that you're juggling at once that are tied to your upgrade, your weapon upgrade points, which Mm -hmm. I think is kind of a mistake because it has this really great, actually pretty amazing combat system that takes cues from platinum character action games to fix new school problems with old school throwback shooters. But it's also asking you to uh let's say one one challenge I really, really hated was kill multiple enemies with the super shotgun thirty times, which means that in the middle of, of your blast of ripping and tearing people, you you weaken up two enemies and then try to pull out your super combat shotgun and and line up two of them within your crosshairs and blast away and that kind of puts you at risk it slows you down and then you end up getting slapped by someone else's projectiles cuz you're supposed to stay moving which is great but there's like other systems in the game that that turn you into a very static vulnerable target while also juggling things in your mind that maybe you don't want to do in the middle of that situation so there's a lot of pull to do extra objectives and challenges that don't really mesh well with the flow of what is a really cool combat system they've made. Like what hmm. I want to see is actually what what a sequel to this would look like or a standalone expansion pack where they maybe don't focus so hard on, on juggling all these extra challenges around with you. You also have a lot of pull to scour over these maps for little useless collectibles. I've never really been a fan so much of that, but now it's tied to your weapon upgrades point, so you got to do it. I mean sure you can skip it out if you want but then you're going to be an underpowered puny piece of shit for the next level when you needed those weapon upgrade points. And I mean yeah.
1: I would I would counter that by saying it's not really a collection of useless collectibles if the collectibles have a use, right?
0: But but it is the, a little arbitrary exp- for the especially experience. For a game. Uh, uh, Michael, have you played it?
2: Yeah, I've played oh, a, good so bit, a good bit of do,
0: it. Do you sympathize with me or do you like hate me right now?
2: I, no, I, I I do sympathize because like it's so I came to Doom pretty late. Um like I mentioned earlier, I didn't really own a lot of home console stuff until around the Dreamcast. So by the time I discovered Doom, for me shooters were like super fast Twitch arcadey things. Uh so mm-hmm. I, I loved the I love the original Doom and Doom 2, and I still do. Um and I I kinda echo a lot of the sentiments. Uh like just like the the slowdown for things, the upgrades, like the reason why I love the old doom game so much is that you just went and you just did shit and you're just fucking mm, blasting away. And there wasn't a lot of um, just, there wasn't just a lot of like guff that you had to kind of sift through. You know, it was just go and the game was totally built around your play style. And Mm. like the, I feel like for shooters in general have a lot of issues with upgrade systems. I've never really come across an upgrade system in a shooter that I've personally enjoyed. Um, I think yeah they're not
0: rpgs and yeah yeah the past decade has been like developers trying to shoehorn rpg elements not to the point where they're barely even rpg elements they're just kind of upgrade systems that that come to you in weird ways at weird times in weird places
1: uh if there was one upgrade system in a shooter that i say i would really i really liked but I don't, I don't know correct me if this doesn't really count but i liked uh dead spaces quite a bit
0: hmm that 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 is kind of a stretch though because it is like way more of a horror game and like Doom is a very particular subgenre of shooter now although like you could dead space became a shoot ah
1: i think it might be because like you guys said in in doom you kind of just go and it's a very quick game uh and so progression systems sort of bog you down with this unnecessary extra information Mm -hmm. whereas in dead space it was slow and meticulous because it was a horror game and you had to really like feel out your environments carefully so i guess the slow kind of worked with you know looking at menus and And also because
0: exploration is probably a little bit more of a rewarding focused part of the experience whereas with doom like it's clear all of their budget went to combat all Mm. of the extra stuff around it feels really cheap and not as well thought out Because finding the little collectibles, like, yeah, they're not useless, but just finding them is not fun. You press tab to switch your map on and off and trying to orient what you're looking at because your map doesn't keep a strict orientation. It changes depending on where you're looking. Like the auto map in Doom, like in the original Dooms, when you're finding out sequences, finding out secrets, like it does become kind of a chore, but it just takes a few seconds. And this one, it takes minutes. And Mm -hmm. tabbing to bring up your map has a little bit of a load to it. Or as in Doom, you press tab and it's instant. And uh you can also move while keeping your map up at the same time. Like for once, I wish a game had a mini-map. Mm-hmm. I, I bet yeah. that would have actually assuaged a lot of the, the anxiety I was feeling while trying to find these collectibles, because they're clearly marked on your map. <laughs> Which is like another thing. Like that that actually might be a big issue too. The process of finding them is not organic. It's you mm-hmm. seeing where the icon is on the map, then going back to the full screen of the game and trying to figure out what weird route they uh, want you to take. Whereas um, you you don't have to think about where you want to go; you just think about how to get there. It I it's hard to put into words why why it feels like a disassociating process and and not as mentally fulfilling as it should be, but but well, it then- does.
1: I guess uh, let me ask how big of a of an issue is this? Like it's pretty small
0: experience for you. Half of my review is gonna be about how much I like the combat. The other half is gonna be about how much I don't like the collectibles and the flavor text and, and mm-hmm. the way it handles progression systems. Interesting. Also cause I want to narrow my review a bit more because it is pretty it's been out for like a month. Anyways, Matt, bleh, Michael, what do you think? About Doom? Yeah, because... I
2: think it's a good game bogged down by AAA bullshit.
0: Okay, yeah, Dang. there we go. I'm wondering how controversial my opinion's gonna be.
2: Yeah, um, I'm... Like, more so than Doom, because I was always more of a Quake and Unreal Tournament person. like when i really started getting into like pc gaming
0: so it does make me really excited to see what the new quake is going to look like because there's like a lot of quake going on
3: here
2: and that was something i was thinking about when you were talking about like the checkpoint system and stuff like that and then uh, us uh sundar i believe you brought up like the pacing thing where Mm -hmm. like if i opened quake like the new quake And it was like, choose your loadout, soldier. Gotta get these (laughs) upgrades. I would fucking quit. I would just stop (laughs) because I want to run around a fucking base grab all my bullshit, carry 16 guns on me and use them as I need them. By that same token, if I started up like, I don't know, Arma, you know, and I was and I busted into Arma. And they're like, okay, here's this pistol somewhere out there. There's a M4 with a full kit loadout somewhere. Yeah, go get it. You know, it's the same thing. So I think it's just for for me, at least it's a matter of uh, it's a matter of tone
0: what i do find really inspiring about the new doom is that they actually went and did it like that's what i keep thinking when i'm playing this like wow they actually went and made a triple a bullshit game in 2016 where you do carry around 16 guns and just swap in and out of them as needed like the maps are these very harsh angled square things with like jump pads that have Mm -hmm, arrows mm -hmm. flowing out of them just like sprinkled all over the maps the armor pickups are like floating in midair and rotating like it is way way more arcadey than it could have been like it's basically what doom 3 should have been and what doom 4 should be it's just in addition to that awesomeness they have some really like slow slimy sticky things tacked on
1: are you saying that this game is better than
0: nothing oh It is way better than nothing. It's also way better than the last one they made. And so that's good. Like, it's a step in the right direction. I just Mm. don't know if they're, like, totally there yet. Like, if they figured out how to have a progression system that's paced as fast and brutal as Doom needs to be paced. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Also i i also got really disappointed with the story it starts off great <laughs> like like your doom guy wakes up in the base buck ass naked and just walks into the next room to put on a doom suit after like smushing demons with his hands in the previous room and then a yeah. little computer screen comes on and says oh d- d- everything's gone to shit you need to turn on and then doom guy like flips the screen over and throws it on the ground <laughs> yeah like it's fully embraced the the infuriated mad douchebag that the doom guy from the comic book was right and and has made like an incredibly metal as fuck story premise behind it and explaining it but then in the second half it ends up taking itself way more seriously than the first half suggests Oh, like like I w- I'm doing a second run, actually, just before the podcast and, and the, the game intros beautifully. You after smashing that screen over, you have a tit- title screen that says doom and some electric guitars flare up and they're distorted as shit. The the music reaches a crescendo and then it fades back into the game and your guy cocks his shotgun to the beat of the music. And yep. then it just stops as you're looking off, off at this vista of of Mars. And it's it it does a really good job of getting you pumped. Which is what Doom should be about. Like they also learned, yeah. it's not horror or immersion. It's it's more about the power trip. Yeah.
1: Uh, see, it's a game that I'm not interested in spending money on, but it, from from all the reviews I've heard, it seems like something I would enjoy.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's fun. Like that's that is the most important thing. It's just like really fun when the combats going and you have a good flow going. But then when you're outside the combat, it's ah. It's it's like really nagging my mind how how there are these two distinct tasks Anyways, what 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 else have we been playing?
3: Um, Matt, was, Matt, you've been quiet. What's yeah, oh, let's, well, um, I have not played Doom. Maybe I should have used that as my um, uh, um, uh, cleansing my pla- uh, palate game because oh, after, after playing <laughs> uh, MGS four, <laughs> I just needed something r- really different. And right. since I was you kind a game, of excited, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, hey. yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Oh god. Um, <laughs> let's not get into that. Um, so uh <laughs> I I was really look I'm really looking forward to the new Pokémon like I said last time. So I decided mm-hmm. to go and got and get me uh Omega Ruby. And nice. surprisingly they, they all right. There there's as people know, some people haven't played Pokémon in a while. If, if you're like me, right. you played a lot of Gen 1, maybe Gen 2, mm-hmm. maybe Gen 3 and then you kind of stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I skipped, I played black and white and I thought it was cool. Cause, um, you know, it's, it's, it's finally evolving. I feel like Pokemon, right. but here they introduced the Dex Nav. Now, if mm-hmm. you haven't heard of the Dex Nav, I know Jimmy has, Yeah. um, basically it tells you what Pokemon are in the area so you can search for them and try to catch them. Now... yeah, it, That seems like it takes the I entire was mystery Pokemon. out. Go ahead.
2: So that seems like it takes like the entire mystery out.
3: No, 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 no. It doesn't show you the Pokemon. It just tells you that there is more in the area. Okay, okay, okay. So I, you don't spend most of your time just wondering around, where's this Pokemon, where's this Pokemon, which right. area is this in? When you're yep. in that area, there's a little box on your, your second screen that shows like a silhouette. Yep. and you can just keep you know walking around until you find it once you see it once you catch it um you can actually search for that specific pokemon to capture capture like a a shiny or something that has potential to have like rare moves and stuff like that like before in the beginning like w- way before i would just i'm a type of guy who just enjoys pokemon just goes in level up a couple creatures beat the early 4 i'm done i'm i'm yeah, yeah. done but, uh, you know, I don't do the EV train or anything like that. But with mm-hmm. this, I've, I've always wanted to collect all the Pokemon, but it was so annoying to try to find them all. So in yeah, this definitely. one, they're like, yo, <laughs> you can collect all these and you'll, you'll get like a little shiny pin that you collect all the Pokemon in this area. It's mm-hmm. pretty satisfying and probably the best thing I've seen added to Pokemon other than the XP share. Which is, yeah. uh, cuts out all that grinding of like grinding that one Pokemon to get up because all your Pokemon basically just float up with you, which is yeah. quite amazing. Um,
1: okay. the, the recent, the Gen 6 stuff really added a lot of good, uh, good, like, uh, ease, not ease of access, uh, the quality of life, yeah. quality of life upgrades to the series. And yeah, they actually had like a kind of iteration of the DexNav in black and white. Mm. Um, but you had to like go into your Pokedex and then like go to a menu and you could check like oh have I caught everything on this route and be kind of more like a yes or no um but yeah the dex nav it's great that like it shows you like a little caricature of the route that you're on so it's like oh this route has like water grass and rocks that you can smash and then it shows the silhouettes next to those things so it's like oh you might need to surf to catch these that are that you don't know about it I, it was really good it I think we were the whole like Dex crew was ranting and raving about that when it came out because we were all like so excited that we weren't just blowing through the story and then catching stuff later. Right. Uh, You you, like we took our time on the routes and like I was like, just I want to catch everything on my way out. Like it's felt more adventurous instead of just like a slog through the story and then like do all the stuff afterwards.
3: It makes you want to explore. You yes. Know, it, 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 and especially with now that you can see Pokemon kind of peek their head out, and you can walk slowly towards it, um, it that that's cool. That's so cool. Like, all right, mm-hmm. if you if you guys ever see it, seen it, uh, your po- your nav will like start ringing and say, "Oh, there's a Pokemon there," and you will see something outside of the tall grass like kind of shaking, and you can slowly press the stick to slowly creep. Onto this Pokemon. If you move too fast, it goes away around the way, and then you miss it. And it will tell you like, "Oh, this is a three star or a two star, whatever. This has a potential thing. This is holding an item. This has a special ability. Which some of these special abilities are really cool, like synchronize with routes. Um, yeah, yeah, Like holy crap! Like that. That just makes everything more fun. And it's re- I'm, it's really rewarding. I'm actually this. the first time in a long time that I've genuinely enjoyed a pokemon game like really enjoyed it um Dang. it's it's weird it's pokemon you know like it's weird <laughs> but it's good and i i hope that dex and i is something that they keep for a very long time or make better because there's a lot yeah. of features have come and gone from pokemon and i'd rather not that be one of them so yeah but yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of got me excited for the new one and Kind of have me looking at my old Pokemon cards. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I I feel like I, I want to collect again. I've, I've been a big collector for a while, but I haven't. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of stay away from buying cardboard because I know how crazy yeah. I can get. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it just gnaws in my mind. I was like, no, no, no. I'm just going to play the game. My $30. $30 <laughs> that's it. That's all I need to spend to have my Pokemon fix. But, yeah, yeah. that's Pokemon i'm sure I'm sure i um I scared we men and, and Michael, but it's okay so okay.
0: that that I'm glad you're enjoying it Yeah, i'm I'm glad that they're modernizing it at least a bit
1: yeah well, it's, right. with every with every game they ha they add a couple of quality of life things and it's it's just all starting to add up now that we're six generations in that like you if you go back to like gen one or two you really like you'll really feel mm-hmm. the like Oh, there's no running shoes. You have to open your menu to like use items yeah. instead of like quick use leveling maps. Like flight, everything is just like it's so much more easy like easy to get into these days. It's, it's, yeah,
3: I, and I, I just I just want to be able to use tackle and it be unique for every single Pokemon and the two Pokemon actually connect and hit each other. That's all I want, <laughs> and I'm good to go. I'm I'm good to go. yeah yeah that's that's me well what about you mike Uh, i've been playing a bunch of shit
2: recently um the main thing i've been uh kicking around with has been uh, baldur's gate 2 shadows of om for (sighs) pc or i guess shadows of om the enhanced edition if you want to get super pedantic about
3: it is that the new one
2: it's the uh the remaster of uh the 1999 bioware game baldur's gate 2 uh done by beamdog Mm. studios i believe
0: what in the world prompted you to start that up cuz that's a lot a lot of hours ahead of you. Um it is one of my three favorite games
2: of all time actually. I play that oh. game once a year. I uh and I've played it once a year every year since it's come out. Holy Damn shit. Uh, Yeah, I uh since most of you guys don't know me that well, uh I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. I grew up mm. playing tabletop role-playing games. Mm-hmm. And Baldur's Gate 2 for like those kinds of games uh, like the kind of isometric rpgs uh especially at that era was the only one that really captured the feeling of actually like playing the game to me and there are just a lot of things that the game i think does narratively that have always just resonated really well with me
0: um also for viewers who may not be aware listeners um go to howlongtobeat.com and search baldur's gate 2 and oh, you will no. see oh, no. Is it how surprised I am that you do this every year! How um, how many hours does it have listed? Seventy-five, just yeah, for the main right. story. Jeez.
2: Yeah, Oof. that's about right. I thought that's uh, a Witcher three. Keep in yeah, mind, this yeah, yeah. was
0: like nineteen ninety-nine. So so games <laughs> that are supposed to last as long as they do nowadays were not supposed to exist back then.
2: Yeah, and this game is looks pretty George, good. You've, yeah, you've played it, right, George?
0: Yeah, yeah. Just okay, watch so though
2: right right but that game is fucking packed um especially like the reason,
0: with the expansion pack you just you never run out of quests. quests are everywhere there's such yeah. a density of quests
2: um you you made a witcher 3 uh thing uh, comparison matt you're mm-hmm. you're right there's a lot of witcher 3, like the witcher is definitely cut of the same cloth um mm. where yeah you can just trip over shit and it's part of why i keep playing it because like there are certain quests that open up depending on certain character types. The way uh, you build your character, in like even things down to what class you play, can affect interactions with the world around you. Um, you know, for example, if you're playing a mage, the central hub city, you're not allowed to cast magic out in the streets and you get arrested if you do. Thanks. Yet. Yeah. Witcher can't really match that. Yeah, but you will still get jumped by bandits. And so mm-hmm. you've got to, like, make that that split decision of, am I going to take the risk of these fucking, like, mage council showing up and dragging my ass off? Or am I just going to try to, like, swing a sword and beat it out when I've got, like, 30 HP?
0: So they'd rather you die in the streets than you cast magic?
2: Yeah, basically.
0: Damn. It. That uh- sounds like <laughs> a rock in a hard place
2: yeah yeah so it's it's a really interesting game uh that i i still find new things to enjoy every time i play it in a similar vein i'm also playing uh demon souls because
3: oh
2: i don't know man i've played every souls game an ungodly amount <laughs> i think george and i have had many conversations about this already but like <laughs> i i outside of dark souls 3 i think i have no less than one thousand hours in every from software game since uh, 2009 Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. it's uh. It's you really
0: bad. like grinding away at things. It's
2: it's like a, really a yearly weird thing, Baldur's yeah.
0: Gate 2 run, and and how many different times you must have played through those Souls games. It's,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's, I've beaten the first Dark Souls like fifty three times. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's rough (laughs) fuck holy crap uh no that being said those games like the soul series sort of speaks to me on like a core level they represent everything that i enjoy aesthetically about like dark fantasy settings and they sort of in a weird way like plucked out what i want video games to be and then made it into a video game Mm. um so that that's why i have such an affinity for those but demon souls for some reason or another has always been the one that i enjoy the most part of it might just be the nostalgic factor since it was my first uh you know from software game that i had played since like an armored core title um so yeah i I play through demon souls every so often partly to see if the community's still going which it is there's still some dudes that just haven't left
0: i was Um, playing it a few weeks ago and i mean it wasn't like launch but there were still warnings in front of all the traps yeah also, yeah didn't you tell me a few days ago that demon souls is your favorite out of the bunch? oh absolutely hands which, down which, which is funny because i think um I, I think it gets a lot of the the level design and build stuff right but that game is is super janky compared to what they've done since well i don't know maybe not janky but the uh the 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 Level of standard that they reached with with their art and music is is a little hilarious. The music is definitely hilarious nowadays. It's like, yeah, th- yeah. basically any boss theme in Demon Souls sounds like you're stumbling to the fridge to get beer at two p.m. <laughs> in the afternoon after waking up <laughs> yes. at two p.m. in the afternoon because you were up like all a night Mr. playing Bean Demon episode. Souls. Like, it? I, it's 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 I, the music that sounds like a big heavy monster stumbling through, but oh, with a like, comedic boom, tone.
2: <laughs>
1: sort of, yeah. With well, your exactly. ladies yeah, in the crashes. background going,
2: ah, ah. Yeah, uh, so like, are Is you that guys Star Wars? <laughs> a little bit? <laughs> yeah, but are you guys right. familiar with like the later Souls games and like the big bombastic orchestral scores and stuff? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I I definitely listened to. um like I went out of my way to listen to the theme from what's his face first boss from
2: Dark Souls Three. Oh, uh, Udex Gundyr, because that song's fucking amazing. No, not not UDEX. The the first like
0: real boss. Oh, uh, the...
2: Vort of the Boreal Valley. Vort. Yeah, okay, that yes. song's also super good.
0: Yeah. Um. Uh, Jimmy, yeah. did you get to Ornstein and Smog, in your Dark uh, Souls one run?
1: Uh, I, last place I did was the gargoyles. Oh wow. Okay. I haven't played since. Okay.
0: Because their
1: to play, song
2: is like, ah, so yeah. good. I say, yeah, if you want to play and need someone to help act as you're like, Gandalf, hit me up. <laughs> uh I am more, a part of the reason why I've beaten Souls games so many times is that I usually end up acting as a Sherpa for my friends that want to go, but they're too, like, nervous or scared to do it alone. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll make a new character.
1: Like, you're the, the wizened Obi-Wan that guides... Guys, yeah, their Luke. Oh, yeah. you
0: know, you do kind of <laughs> look like Gandalf when, when you're playing a spellcaster in this game. There's a lot of like modern Lord of the Rings imagery for the magic characters.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me let me ask um, you my Do they get comfortable? They they have to get like really comfortable and think like, oh, this is fine. It's fine. I could I can handle this. Is, is that what happens? After th- a while? That's sort
2: of that's what I try to do. Like so whenever I play with a friend, I try not to uh I try not to do everything for them. I try to, I try to sort of like the reason why I use the Gandalf reference is that like, I try to act as a guide and as help and I'll step in if they're just completely outclassed, but you know, I don't want to just beat the game for them. That's not fun. Yeah. You know, and that sort of, for me at least uh, robs them of a very core experience of the souls franchise, which is that achievement in Mm -hmm. that sense of uh, sort of like, elation and relief when you overcome a hard challenge even if that hard challenge is just an ambush moment in a fucking swamp um, yeah
0: i i hate actually playing co-op unless it's a boss that i've been stuck at for two hours oh, yeah uh, i ever my first run in dark souls one was co-op with other players just rushing ahead of me and i didn't know what was going on There were friends of mine in oh, real yeah. life and they were just like oh yeah let's all play dark souls it'll be fun and I was the only one in a group of four who hadn't played it before, and it was awful. I did yeah. not understand the appeal of that game until months later.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I'm, I'm a huge fan of those games. And I think the reason, George, you mentioned like artistry and uh, sound design, I would actually disagree with you. I think Demon's Souls is still the best in regards to the game's atm- ar- atmospheric artistry and sound design in the entire series.
0: I don't know. Dang. I mean, like... Th- maybe atmosphere is is like one thing that they all do extremely well but yeah i think i think their their music budget is facing a very very visible uphill uh trend once they finished off demon souls Uh, i think the boss music in demon souls is comical
2: which is fair i mean there are some tracks that are definitely reaching in that route i think for me it's more so just the like I equate the music exclusively with the moment of the fight. And so, like, I can't... For me, it's hard to, to remove my my experience of, like, walking into a room, seeing this 20-foot-tall dude clad in armor with a giant lance and shield. who's about to fuck my shit with, like, 12 crossbowmen
0: <laughs> flanking him. Mm. Speaking of which, I do like the bosses in Demon's Souls better than, I think, all the other games, because oh, they're, they're all a rad. little more puzzly. Yeah, it feels like... Uh, they they went for a different philosophy after Demon Souls with the bosses. They're much much less puzzle bosses, and with Demon Souls it seems like a nice mix between both puzzle bosses and skill challenge bosses.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and I think a big part of that is while it might not seem present on the surface, playing it as as much as I have. There's a lot of um, game designer Fumichu Ueda's de- design philosophy in the Soul series. Like there's a lot of Ico and there's a lot of Shadow of the Colossus present in those game and Demon Souls that sort mm. of gets excised from the later Soul series as uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki sort of finds his stride.
0: Uh, can you clarify? I'm actually interested. Um, yeah
2: well like for example you mentioned the puzzle design aspect and Mm -hmm. you know in shadow of the colossus every boss is technically a puzzle where Mm. in like demon souls uh the gaping dragon for example you would you know you just wail on its asshole until its tail breaks off and then you wail on its asshole some more until it's dead Mm. the (laughs) any kind of equivalent fight in that game would have had some mechanic uh to use actually one of the main combat encounter uh type boss the old hero from demon souls you realize midway through that the character that not the character the boss is blind and is relying Mm -hmm. completely on its auditory senses and thus the amount of noise that you're making as a player to combat
0: the fight and i really like that there's more to the fight than just learning the patterns and when to dodge them right mm. so to bring and it to the shadow layers Col- missing from a lot of other souls bosses even as good as they do get later
2: yeah and so to bring that to the uh the shadow of the colossus thing is that like you know when you see a colossus you don't just you know run up and stab its butthole you look at it for a second take it in go Ugh, okay how oh god what and you know you mm-hmm. sort of figure it out from there and you know while it's a lot harder to die in a uh, team ico game you know you still have the sort of the fear or the presence of, like, I might not beat this. I, like, I might just suck too much. Right. Um, and so I think that's something that they really nailed in Demon Souls that is lacking in the later games, especially... Honestly, I would especially say in Dark Souls 3 specifically, as much as I enjoy that game, where all the bosses are just bash until dead and dodge attack. Yeah. There's you know, nothing else going on.
0: I, I think I've decided... After one and one half playthroughs, I just could not get interested enough to finish my second playthrough. I think Dark Souls 3 is only okay.
2: I think that's fair. <laughs> like, that's, I think that is fair and correct.
0: Uh, uh, have you played Bloodborne? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, oh, okay. I have a
2: thousand hours in that game, too.
0: Yeah, because yeah. Bloodborne, I feel, follows up on a lot of the cool atmospheric stuff that Demon Souls did and takes it to the next level. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong.
2: No, I I think it does. I think the reason, so like, since we're going to be, I'm going to use this as a segue to get into Berserk uh there's a certain bleakness in atmosphere present in demon souls that all of the other games i don't think capitalizes on because there's always this sense like in bloodborne you don't really know what the fuck is going on until the very end and so you don't really know what's at stake but in all the other in all the souls games there's always this sense of you're either going to destroy the world and that sucks for everyone or you're going to save it and kind of extend everyone's comfort for a little bit longer in demon souls there's nothing to save it's already fucked like all the heroes are dead everyone is gone you are here because you're the last fucker that showed up
0: well, one thing and, i kind of like about bloodborne is how the the bad guys are more of a threat in the present realm like i don't know i don't yeah. want to spoil those amazing mid-game yeah. twists but right, it does right. really cool things with its narrative layer that the other games don't but uh, i feel anyway I, I but but anyways let's um yes Let's let's <laughs> transition this into berserk because I don't huh? know what a berserk is.
2: Oh, uh, well, yeah, Matt, sorry. are you okay? Now that I put everyone to sleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> I was, Matt, I you, you barely George. know what a berserk is, right? Uh, I, I, you, of course, you, I know you what tried a berserk to get is. Into it. And Jimmy, I don't know. You might be in the same boat as me. You you might not know what a berserk is. Uh no I don't and they're making a berserk musu game and what I do know about berserk is that it was the main inspiration behind the soul series which are very dark lonely contemplative experiences which mm-hmm. are the exact
3: opposite of, of a Muso game yes but I, I was yes I, I, no, I, I was gonna say I, I, I thought you were stopping it, I, th- I was very excited and then I saw the trailer and it looks like a dynasty warriors yep yep yeah that's
0: that's that's the musu series that's, the japanese term for dynasty warriors clone i I don't think there's an equivalent english word for it
3: and mike is the beginning of that trailer is that the end of the original anime series is that what's happening right they're just
2: they're just going for probably the most brutal emotionally devastating moment in the entire series as like a cheap ploy for like
3: titty marketing it, it, it's 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 yeah, like it really it's like kojima like the kojima pachinko machines where to use metal gear solid snake eater yo
1: yo yeah. konami konami <laughs> um, not kojima So Thank god like,
2: it's yeah i like, i'm jazzed that there's a berserk game i've played uh the prior dreamcast title and i've seen uh some gameplay of the ps2 game fucking i don't know man like i want to be excited but I, I don't think Muso. I don't think Tecmo Koei is the right company to be making this game.
3: <laughs> Maybe not. No. You well, know, they
2: like,
0: did. They are the publishers, but also not like in-house developers for the Souls games. No, that's Bandai Namco. Oh, sorry, Bandai Namco Koei Tecmo. Yeah. I, the, yeah, yeah, Both of those terms are two words with a shitload of vowels in them. I got confused. Sorry.
2: That's fair. Um, but yeah. So it's I don't know, man, because. I love the Warriors games, like, don't get me wrong. There's there's something uh, cheap and primal about the fun I have about it, that if I just need to, like, kick back and turn my brain off for 20 minutes, you know, I'll do it while committing genocide across the histories of China. Um, How but, like, often in Berserk of does,
0: does this guy, like, slash through three to five people in one swing?
2: A bunch, but there's usually, like okay so berserk and matt you can chime in chime in on this if you if you uh want to whatever uh for me like the violence in berserk is always indicative of a bigger thing going on uh like it's a what's the word i'm looking for it's a visual metaphor for something happening
3: mm-hmm. okay you know, okay I, I do have it's to not say, mindless violence
0: basically. i played the dreamcast game when i was a kid And I think I made it all the way to the last boss, but wasn't able to finish the last boss when I had to return it to Blockbuster. But I remember it scaring the shit out of me. And whenever there was a fight, it was everything in the town getting fucked up. Like like you didn't just go into a dungeon and find guys who were going to kill you as soon as they saw you. Like everyone in the town went nuts because of some cataclysmic event and you had to get the shit out of there. Yeah. Um, so, and that's so a, like, everything was framed in some kind of battle scene, I guess.
2: Yes, yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is that, like, Berserk... Like, the framework of Berserk is uh, ripping off a lot from... I believe it's the Hundred Years' War. Um, and so, like, there's that sort of architecture for this fantasy series. But on top of that, Berserk's also a horror franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, like, deeply steeped in a lot of horror mythos and drawing from a lot of that. Like, all of the uh, main villains are based, are named after, sorry, uh, horror uh, characters from sci-fi horror and uh, just modern filmic horror. And so, you know, it's this really weird going, you know, the reason for the Demon Souls thing I mentioned earlier is that it's very deeply horror atmospheric and like everything's about just the struggle to fucking survive.
0: Yeah, I also, the only other thing I know about well two things is that it's super dark and edgy as fuck and griffith did nothing wrong fucking listen <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay sorry i'm like 28 years old and i'm still upset as i was when i first started the series, reading the series at 14 mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it's like like i don't know it's berserk is very near and dear to my heart so like anything directly about it i'm always a little a little leery of and when they're like oh there's a new berserk game coming out I would love for there to be a Berserk game, but like, I just don't, I don't know, a Musu title just doesn't seem to do it justice. It, no.
3: it, it every, when, when I, when I thought of Berserk game, I was like, oh snap, I want to play that battle that they had in like, uh, I guess like with the remake, I think it was uh part two, where they oh, had the uh, big
2: Dolderoy Castle, yeah.
3: Yes. And they go inside the castle and they fight the huge knight. Like, I, I want to, I want to experience that, but looking at this trailer, I'm not going to get the experience, the, 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 the game that it deserves yeah like it's not going to be able to capture those moments like berserk i remember watching that as a as a jit man and the end freaked me out mm-hmm. it just like there's little subtle things throughout the uh, anime uh, but then it just freaking rams you the dreamcast the game
0: scared the shit out of me as a kid Because it was like a perfect combination between an incredibly depressing event and an incredibly horrifying event. That was like ten minutes into the game. Yeah, like like, very, very surreal and night, nightmarish in ways not many other things that I remember from that time hit me.
3: Yeah, it's rough.
2: And And music too. Oof. oh god the soundtrack for the original anime is Oof. so good yes
3: the original anime is really good so good, good. I it, it is one it. of the when you hear it you you feel something you're like ooh, i don't know if i yeah. want to feel that <laughs> like, ooh. yeah yeah uh
2: i use it all the time for my weekly D game it's it's like that oh. uh, That composer is sort of a staple in a lot of things i do uh he's done a lot of other anime work since then too
3: uh it's but- one of the animes i i wouldn't i wouldn't show my wife <laughs>
2: No oh, god no yeah so that's the big thing too with berserk is that like like matt was talking about like the first arc it, which is the most important one in the whole series like i would argue from a like from just like a narrative character building standpoint is perfect like it, it has this amazing arc crescendo climax denouement uh setup mm. and it just leaves you like what was the word you used like raw i think it was matt where you're just like shaking almost by the end yeah. of it. It's so yeah. devastating. Yeah. And so like a muso game is not the place where you're going to have narrative depth and no you're not. You know,
3: emotional storytelling it, that shakes you to your core. And cuz Berserk is not just like something you should just turn into some action game. It's it there's more to that. It's not just some action anime. It's this there's, there's more to it than that and it, it it's not going to come off well with yeah, what actually, I've seen. Like, it, it,
2: Berserk has more in common with the game Near than it does with a Muso game.
3: Mm.
0: Is Dark Souls going to be a play. better Berserk game than Berserk Muso?
2: Is that the actual title? I think it's just going to be berserk. At least oh, in Japan, God. it'll be
0: berserk muso. Oh.
2: And just like kind of uh, how uh, the fist of the fist of the, North, the North Star Ken's rage, I believe, are just Hokuto no Ken Muso, and oh. which is just Fist of the North Star Muso in uh,
0: Japan. Yeah, there's a shitload of games that are just whatever Muso. There's there's a Muso yeah. Kentucky Derby game that I think is just called Muso Derby. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. No. To, dark souls is it going to be a better a better berserk game than the berserk musou game there needs to actually be a story though dark souls has
2: a story i mean actually (laughs) if you really want to get down like dragon's dogma is not a bad berserk game
0: Ah, i still need to play dragon's dogma me too i've watched a lot Uh, on it
2: the actually actually if you pick up the console versions guts and griffith's armor is in the game on the Uh ps3 and 360 versions of those uh those titles Soul, Soul, uh, it was a Dark Souls. It was a, yeah, but no, I mean like licensed armor. Like, oh wow, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it was. Then. Yeah, it was a promotion thing in Japan, and then in the US, they're like, "Yeah, fuck it, we'll just sell it at the shop." <laughs> um, but they unfortunately took it out of the uh, the PC version because of the licensing issues involved. So, wow,
0: yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's Berserk. And also Dark Souls, and also Baldur's Gate, and Pokemon, and Oblivion, and, Oblivion, and Doom, and sports, and sports.
3: Speaking was, on what's next,
0: yeah, yeah, that was one hell of a first run for the podcast. Don't know if that'll be the first half, but we're gonna we're gonna let our juices flow for a second. We're gonna we're gonna get a drink. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna take a break. Thanks for tuning into the TOVG E3 press conference. Yeah. <laughs> which is probably more exciting than the actual if the pc game show was was as fun as it was last year i'd i don't know about you but i'd rather watch the tovg podcast i mean i'd I'd listen to more of it after this i would
1: also oh
2: it's new
0: And welcome back. We spent a shitload of time doing small talk about things we like and things we have been playing and things we don't like or feel indifferent about things we do like or have been playing. So now we uh, have to have to Sanic through some news here pretty, pretty fast. We already did one topic, which was on the news, which ended up folding into a small topic, which was the Berserk Musu, which is getting its uh, media (laughs) and being released now. But now we also have our next topic, which is No Man's Sky settling a lawsuit with sky tv so fucking stupid because what apparently in, in the uk in in the uk they were having a lawsuit with with sky tv over the copyright infringement they might have been doing over using the word sky in their product wow yep. yeah yeah that is literally the reason why i don't know like, for as stupid as American copyright law goes, I don't think this is something that would have been happening over here in comparison. What I do know is that companies can copyright names and even colors, but they have to, they only apply within the industry that that company is making products for. And Sky yep. TV is a totally different industry than video games, but they're still having this lawsuit over using that word Sky. Also yeah, it comes a absurd. very a very different part and of, of the name. Yeah. Like you know how there was the lawsuit where uh Mo Yang was making a game called Scrolls, yeah, and, yeah. and Bethesda were making Elder Scrolls. Similar situation, but which is also a very fucked up situation. But that was within the yeah. same industry. You don't typically see cases like this in the US where having to argue over the rights to a word in your product crosses over into different industries maybe the the taxonomy the categorization is more broad in uk law where it's just like entertainment product sky tv is is suing entertainment product no man's sky but i can't think of cases in the states off the top of my heads where the the infringement was between industries that broadly apart from one another anyways this was wow. apparently under wraps but has been going on for the past three years yeah there was a um how much mm-hmm.
1: how much you want to bet that sky tv was like when no man because no man's sky's like announcement and stuff was like pretty big yeah. yeah like it's like pretty like hype how much you want to bet this shitty company was like there's a thing we could fucking suck money out of
0: sky tv is not i I don't think they got in trouble for a lot of stuff and i imagine it's like the same situation where you have to defend your ips by whatever stretchiest arguments you can make because then when someone really does rip you off they can use your leniency with the brand as precedents for
3: arguing their case
1: Right. So, what about Disney Skylanders?
3: Right. But I guess because Skylanders is together in one word. Right. right. Or Disney would crush them. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. That's what I'm saying, though, is like they're, it seems like they're picking fights that they can win as opposed to actually like having to defend their thing to keep the copyright. Also, further down, it says that this. Sky TV is the same people who made Microsoft change SkyDrive to OneDrive. Uh, SkyDrive is one word. Yeah. So and, and that S- kind of No that Sky
0: is almost further apart from Sky TV than SkyDrive, because Sky comes at the end of the title. It's ab- ab- absurd that that's the thing. SkyDrive that's not even a, a game or a show. It's yeah. like a software program. And correct I me mean, if
2: I'm wrong, Sky TV is like the uh, UK
0: equivalent of HBO, right? I, I think it's a news company, actually. Is it a news company? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think they're like the Skynet. equivalent of like ABC or NBC. Like they run the local news affiliates and under a, some kind of umbrella. I think- okay. uh,
3: are, yeah. are they going to win this and go for Skyrim and Legend of Zelda: <laughs> Skyward Sword and yeah, yeah. all those guys? It's time
1: to fuck games forever. Is
0: this a oh, sky Whale
3: looks
1: like the sky is the limit for you. <laughs> well, guess what?
0: They got away with it too because they settled it out of court instead of just defending themselves and winning. Which was apparently not what happened to Microsoft with their SkyDrive either. So it works, whatever whatever they're doing.
1: I am really curious as to what the settlement was.
2: I, I'm hoping it was No Man's Sky and fucking Sony telling them to get fucked. <laughs>
1: right.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Our right. settlement is we're going Jeez. to continue to make our game and you can fuck they're off. They're published
0: by Sony, so does that mean they have legal protection from Sony? I'm I sure they do. Especially no doubt. I mean, Absolutely. it was Sean Murray who posted this on Twitter, not a Sony person on a Sony account. Anyways, I
1: I wish that their response was to just add an extra K in Sky. Oh,
2: that would have been great.
1: (laughs) There now, or or like Sky with an I or something stupid like that. Just change the fucking.
0: That would have also been (sighs) done. But anyways I hate
1: copyright stuff. I hate copyright stuff. Uh, I hate copyright stuff.
0: It's okay though because EA wants you to be happy. And Ray. because they care so much about you being happy, are promising to release Titanfall 2's DLC for free. I think this is a good thing. Yeah, it's also not exactly to be unexpected in 2016. After um, yeah, so much success that other games have had following this model, like yeah. Splatoon.
1: Paid for yeah. map packs and DLC just splits your your audience and... There's a reason that there's nobody playing Titanfall on PC anymore. I mean, I think there's several reasons, but yeah. I think that one of the reasons is paid for a DLC. Because it just keeps exponentially cutting your your audience in half every time you release another DLC. Because only so many people are going to buy it. And then only so many people can play together. And it's like, well, fuck.
0: I, I wonder if they're going to be taking this route with Battlefield as well. Because it was like a little... Surreal loading up Battlefield 4 for the first time last week and going through a server browser and having to check filters that specifically oh, yeah. disincluded all the DLC expansions from the search results in the server browser. And I <laughs> played it for a week, and then the week later they announced, oh, one of the expansion packs is free on the house. And earlier, mm. EA was doing a promotion where they were offering all the Battlefield 4 expansions on the house, and I totally missed it and didn't care because I didn't have Battlefield 4 and didn't know I would. So they are—they do seem to be a little more generous with this stuff than they have in the past. Mm. And and I bet it really is at the end of the day, Joe, just to increase the amount of players playing online and thus increase long-term sales for yeah. multiplayer games, which is fine.
1: Yeah, something, something that this like is suspicious about this is that in the interview uh so it's the quotes are coming from respawn co-founder vince zampella mm-hmm. or Zampia zampella uh says we still want to provide post-launch content because people want it but it's not free to do if we're going to support the game that costs money right. uh and then says they don't have the specifics nailed down which is why it's really hard to talk about so it is gun packs yeah, it's, well, maybe not Whoa. gun packs, but skins is something that, like, people are speculating, like, paid-for cosmetics, similar to, like, how Overwatch has loot boxes or God something. I think and that's it. fine. No, like, I wouldn't want to see I mean, the other
0: way around. I'd want free map packs and paid-for cosmetics.
1: That's what the, that's what... Yeah, that's what we're expecting. Yeah, that's
0: yeah. what... Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's so, like, the main chunk of content... Still goes out to everybody, but visual stuff. But again, that's speculation. They didn't say literally anything about what they're actually going to do, but they seem to be heavily implying that making post-launch content is going to require them to get an extra revenue somewhere. They didn't really say it expressly, but they very much hinted at it. Yeah.
2: And like so the model, for, in my opinion, sucks either way. But if you're going to do it, I think doing it the cosmetic route is
3: the better option
2: yeah yeah, because that way it is optional like for example like street fighter 4 to street fighter 5's dlc uh loop like street fighter 4 released a fucking new version of the game almost every i think it was uh i think it was every year for four years yeah there was a new version with like five to eight new characters and balance tweaks and stuff like that and you did not get those at all if you didn't buy that version of the game which often Mm -hmm. came out at like 40
3: bucks it so, cuts off anyone trying to learn the game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And 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 Titanfall, you know, you can you can buy it used, play the game, and come home, and you know, you got a free DLC. Like it's just that's that's a bit better. It doesn't cut the audience and split the the user base. Also, you know, I, I no really, one's playing
0: Titanfall. I really like yeah. how Rainbow Six Siege does it, where microtransactions are in the game, but they're for garbage that no normal human being would ever buy. They're just for the whales. They Mm -hmm. regularly release a new map with a couple new characters every three months. It keeps the game fresh and alive. Like Updates are coming out for it all the time. There was actually a huge update just a few days ago where now the class that can plant laser tripwire traps on windows can now place it at whatever height they want, which is huge and totally changes the game because now you don't know where to expect them. And it makes one of the classes much more useful than before, which was a huge problem since launch. And mm. yeah, no, like this model seems to be a good thing so far.
2: Yeah. Uh, or just do the CD project route and just fucking release huge ass expansion packs that are games unto themselves. In oh, in if
3: only.
1: Well, hard to do that for a multiplayer game.
2: Right, right. And other
1: Definitely I definitely agree with that though, because I mean that calls back to some of my favorite expansions of all times, like uh the Roller Coaster Tycoon expansions, the uh Ooh. any like RTS expansion, like Frozen Throne. Oh, yes.
3: um, oh man. My my I favorite
1: expansions
0: of all time both go. came out this year. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, thought, because that doesn't happen. I know, yeah. Yeah. Um, In, in completely unrelated and exact, tonally opposite news, Mighty Number no. 9 came out.
1: Here we go!
2: Yes! yes. Let's talk about this it!
0: Is. This is going to be the second podcast this
2: week. No, I think it's the third podcast this week I've been on that I'm going to shit all over this game.
0: It has a meta score of 56. It's good. Right?
2: Disclaimer.
1: Disclaimer. I have a lot of friends who put a lot of money into backing this Ooh. game. I my heart goes out to everybody who backed this game. Oof. That does not mean I'm not going to laugh my fucking ass Oof. off at all of the Same. shit surrounding it right now. I had a friend of mine. Is,
2: uh, I had a friend that kicked in 175 dollars. Yeah, I have a buddy
1: who put 250 oh. in. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> streaming it right now
3: actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he he ended the stream, um, but I, I had it on in the background. we
3: were talking about this before, so is it a case again? That this guy This one guy wasn't The, the reason why Mega Man was good It, yeah, it was the I mean, team absolutely. You you know, It wasn't like a Kojima right. thing
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, and if it was a Kojima thing, he was not Kojima. I, no, I he was not.
0: <laughs> the, the, it's better than nothing. There was a tweet from Hideki Kamiya <laughs> about it where, where he was saying that Inafune is a great marketer. He's good at making very marketable characters. He's a businessman. Yeah, yeah. He's a businessman. not with a creator. The game
1: not a creator. That's like yeah. the fucking, that's the biggest, like, roast. Yeah. Oh, my so gosh.
0: IGN gave Mighty No. 9 a 5.6. That's generous, yeah. isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's about average because, like, the
2: game functions. You know, like yeah. EGM was it's... much
0: more generous. They gave it a seven point five. Gamespot was harsh. They gave it a five. Oh wow! Yeah. I uh, I read
1: the Jimquisition review, which I think was uh, our friend Laura K. Buzz wrote mm-hmm. it, and it seems like after reading her review and then reading a couple other reviews, the general consensus is. This is not a game that looks like it was made in this era of gaming. Uh, Visually, terrible. uh, Story-wise, bad. The actual levels themselves play like mediocre Mega Man clone games. Animations, Uh, though.
0: Jesus. The explosion particle effects. effects. It looks like like an anime fan on prom night. Oh my gosh, that (laughs) line.
1: (laughs) Basically, people said it's like mediocre and it's definitely functional, but it like it's nothing special. Yeah. So I think it seems like in the range of like fives and sixes, not like a zero out of 10 by any means, but it's not a good game. Is there a story
3: here that four million dollars that something happened to it, right? Because he's the same dude who's making ReCore, which is sad. But but like where did the money yeah, go? I mean, is there something well, that happened? Were uh, they, they, weren't they making reiterate. a cartoon? He's
1: producing record. Yeah. and he produced Mighty Number no. Nine. He didn't oh, make it, but he oh sold
0: gosh, it to businessmen involved, who were man. making cartoons and and merchandising for Mighty Number no. Nine because yeah. there are going to be so yeah. many Mighty Number no. Nine fans buying that now, right?
3: I oh, guess no. actually, record
0: record doesn't really look that good. One thing you know? yeah, that's amazing me is that a common complaint in a lot of reviews is that this game has bad frame rate issues on the PlayStation Four. Yeah, uh, it's you, Xbox Three Sixty, oh Mac, and Linux versions got delayed.
1: Red, so sick.
0: Yeah, tight
2: on the day they were supposed to come out. No less. How the yeah. hell
0: is this game How, like, having frame rate <sighs> issues on on a place? Look at it
1: because it's a bad game yeah and like,
0: it's
2: so since like since I should i do another podcast this is not the first time i have shat all over kg and ifune this will not be the last probably yeah that dude is a thief like yes he, yes he is both in the monetary sense and in the creative sense he is a fucking thief
1: dang uh, he is <laughs> like
2: i I can't stand him. Like, I cannot stand him. The only game dev I think I dislike more on a face-to-face value than him is possibly Peter Molyneux, but at least Molyneux mm. made something worth a fuck.
1: Yeah, I, I enjoy Fable too, somewhat. P um, P-O-K. Like, you know,
2: mm. Molyneux is at least responsible for some good things. Everything Inafune has touched since his takeover of the Mega Man franchise through now has been terrible.
0: Dang. So who should be getting credit for Mega Man, if, if one person should be getting credit for Mega Man.
2: No, no one, because uh, it wasn't one person.
1: Yeah, it's a team. I'm going to try and quietly type on this keyboard.
0: He you know, G- G- like- <laughs> was the lead illustrator and character designer of the Mega Man series during the NES and Super NES eras, also creating the character uh, Zero. Yeah, no, like if he drew Mega Man, then that's... Still, something he
2: it is. But I like, don't
0: think he was a lead on the original. Mm-hmm. No, From what he helped with some of the robot master
2: designs, but I think uh, Rock he, was he, designed uh, by someone else.
1: Yeah, Mega Man was designed by someone
0: else, and he was. Oh, okay, he had a part in cleanup design. Oh, yeah. Now I know why you think that. Okay, never mind. Now it makes so sense. Like, th-
1: so it's like he's of-
0: taking credit for what. Yeah, was already being worked on when he came into it. Yeah,
2: it's kind of like how a lot of people attribute a lot of the later Silent Hill games to being like the brainchild of Akira Yamaoka when he was just a fucking yeah, he music, just did the music Like, he got bumped <laughs> he up into a producer as much
0: in interviews.
2: Yeah, like, yeah. even when he was, like, a, a producer and I think an EP on some of the games, he was like, I'm just a fucking, I just want to make the music, my dude. Like, I don't want to <laughs> be in charge of this. Because, like, you know, like the original Mega Man, the Silent Hill was born out of a few minds... That got together and happened to like sync up and were under the direction of um, a guy whose name I'm not going to try to remember because it'll take me too long. Mm. Uh, But you know, so it's like, it's, I don't know. Mighty number nine for me is like an exercise in why like guys like Inafune need to slowly be just removed from the industry because it's uh,
0: (laughs) really unfortunate that Kickstarter kind of prioritizes that you put a name on a project then.
2: Yeah, well, and I think that's... Oh,
0: absolutely. No one... That's, Inafune was not nearly as famous nor infamous before this, and yeah, now that, that this has happened, like, his he's going to be that much worse off for it.
2: Absolutely. And there's something, like, I've noticed a lot in the sort of the media blitz surrounding is that a lot of people are starting to attack, like, Kickstarter games in general. Oh, and which is such bullshit. It's completely
0: unfair. Yeah, completely uh, unfair unfair and completely unfair.
2: unwarranted. Like when you look at some of the stuff that's come out since then, like the Skullgirls DLC, Shovel Knight, Colors yeah. um, of Eternal.
0: Undertale like, yeah, It literally goes on forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are like two bad ones and no one knows how many good ones.
2: Right. Yeah, it's like
0: what do we have like Broken Age. Broken, Broken Age and, and Mighty and Number this. Nine. Like those are the yeah. two stinkers like the worst so far. Of it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And or, or at least then, like the
0: two high profile disasters. At, at least right, Broken Age looked good. At least,
2: yeah. Broken Age was busted, but it at least had something. And to use an example of another high profile one, the day that Mighty Number no. Nine released, uh, Bloodstained, the Igarashi uh, Castlevania send up got released. I'm actually
1: looking at that right now, yeah. and
2: uh, from what I understand, it's fantastic. And
0: by the same team, it's...
2: and yeah, well, the same
1: also, studio well, at least.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, well, also,
1: yeah. uh, Igarashi was. I'm, I'm reading his profile right now because I was like going to mention that it, Koji Igarashi was co-director or assistant director on symphony the night he like director is something that you could be like, Oh, he worked on game design. Like he, he worked on the game, you know, like trusting all your money in an artist that did, you know, character design, cleanup design. If he has no other, other people from the, like that era to back him up. Like literally the, my favorite part of mighty number nine, the parts that I think is actually good is the like promotional art. I think the promotional art looks pretty cool, but in game it looks trash and the game oh. is not good so
3: the concept like, art was so so different and i
0: gave yeah. it the benefit of the doubt all the way to review day at least mm. no it oh
3: no, yeah it was, I, like, I got
2: lucky that i didn't but i think it's because like my big capcom franchise is street fighter mm. so whatever's like what is this mega man shit i was just like let mega man die just let him die <laughs> let him rest in peace in his mausoleum i wish
0: people were more comfortable letting their favorite franchises die yeah, I liked Max Payne better before they made a Max Payne three. Yeah, mm.
2: I like. I'm. I genuinely hope there's not
0: another Souls game. I remember when they
1: said there's not going to be. I hope they keep their promise. Same,
0: like, <sighs> but they already reversed that promise after. Um, they, yeah, they originally marketed Dark Souls three as being the final episode of the, the the Souls things, and then they later clarified, and it was like, no, it's just the final episode of this guy's lead development because now we made him president of the company
3: yeah oh.
2: well and it's like i recently because of the baldur's gate enhanced editions just to tie it back a bit there are people like oh will beam dog make a baldur's gate 3 and like nah no make no a new thing just make a Pillars new of thing. eternity
0: two.
3: yeah,
2: too. yeah like i really th-
0: liked pillars of eternity I thought And thought it was it's done great a-
2: Phenomenal job to pick up that torch and yeah. you
0: know and start running with it again. Uh,
3: we we cannot talk about the live stream. We <laughs> cannot <laughs> <laughs> talk about the live stream.
1: The the infamous live stream, the launch day live stream with Inafune and his translator, oh, no. which which spawned the absolutely immortalized oh, quote yes. of, "Well, it's in the case of Mighty Number no. 9, it's better than nothing. Sonic
3: the Hedgehog tweeted about it and it, 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 it I oh thought that God. was from
0: Sonic the Hedgehog.
3: No. No,
1: he quoted Inafune. That's the I'm fucking
3: sorry, I was joke. Playing yeah.
0: Doom all week.
3: It, 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 yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. Wow. Now, some people say it's a, a miss uh, uh a mistranslation because when uh-huh. I was watching in the beginning of the live stream the guy who was translating i don't know the guy's name the, the white dude right uh, he stayed there yeah. the whole time he was the only mm-hmm. guy like in front of the computer he was talk he was defending the game the whole time right. so it sounded like he said that for himself right at the yeah, end
1: people are speculating that he like tacked on some personal thoughts to what inafune said was like, but,
3: like oh that you know that's just in my opinion but inafune still said multiple times uh that let's see here what's the direct quote what you see is what you get he said that multiple times and he translated that multiple times so that's almost worse actually yes exactly so it doesn't matter that he didn't say it he still he still meant the same thing that the white guy was saying like it's it's crazy
0: it's better than nothing still like relishes in the journey you see what you see is what you get is like An acknowledgement of disappointment.
2: Right. And it's also a dismissal of like guilt. It's just like, oh what you see is what you get, and I'm just gonna leave and
0: steal more money. Mm -hmm. Disappointment without anyone feeling guilty is even worse than regular old disappointment.
3: Yeah, yeah. They're talking about bugs. Like it's okay. Like it's just another like this is like the nineties. You know, when you release mm-hmm. a game and you couldn't patch, it, like it, it's so weird. That live stream was so cringy. Oh, yeah. and, like turn on re re yeah. re Twitch or we I think it's re and you you could see like the live comments. And as oh, it yeah, went the, down, the Twitch.
1: Yeah, Twitch has that built in oh, now. It does. So if you just go to the VOD, yeah, great. Okay, yeah. I'll,
3: yeah. I'll, I'll go
2: check that out later. Like, I saw Nothing the, is the sacred quote quote anymore. Getting posted around, <laughs> but it was. uh <laughs> Yeah, that like oh. that set me into a into a fury a couple yeah. of nights ago. I
3: didn't even put in can money, we, uh, and I'm I'm like, I I have no idea how to feel about it. Like all those people who put in money, believing that they're gonna get another Mega Man, which I thought would be cool. I mean, I I grew up with Mega Man, but I I just I I didn't know I didn't know the guy. No. I didn't know Inafune, so I was give just like, give your money, put my money to down. yacht
0: club instead. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> get some shovel night um, action.
1: Just go fucking buy Cuphead, which looks, like, better in every yeah, way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it
3: does.
1: The other... The other Anything's thing... better better. Uh, so this is... I, I don't know how confirmed this is, but there were multiple accounts of the Mighty Number no. 9 Wii U version effectively <laughs> bricking people's Wii U's. I heard,
2: like, no less than five different <laughs> accounts of that happening from different people that don't know each other. Oh I think
0: that's true. My like, jaw I, literally how, dropped.
1: Yeah. How the fuck... Do you mess up so badly that your game bricks a console?
2: Like, that's insane. So, like, there's... No, and it goes deeper. Uh, A friend of mine that got the PS4 version, apparently when he booted the game up, the only buttons that were mapped when he got into gameplay were R1 and L1. Why? And then on the PC version, uh, and I think this happened to Cranky Construct, uh, I believe the game, just for no reason, deleted his save file.
3: Oh my god!
2: (laughs)
1: Like Uh, the the other, I've also heard several accounts, uh, like a lot of the uh, DRM-free, like PC version, the version that you don't need a launcher to play, or you just play it, like Miner Number Nine.exe, just like crashes and fucks up your saves as well. I wouldn't be surprised. It's unplayable.
2: Yeah, like fuck, man. Wow, like (sighs) it's it's
1: this is like. This is going to go down as like legendary. Like,
0: ain't, ain't this that is going so to be like a shit. point in gaming history. Yeah, man. I really, really hope that uh, it doesn't spread the seed of of anti Kickstarter mistrust.
3: Oh, you know, it I will. mean, like See? balance <sighs> and
0: everything. But <coughs> but right. if if it becomes normal to equate every hopeful Kickstarter project to Mighty Number no. Nine. As opposed to just like a, I don't know, a, a sprinkling of skepticism. Yeah. Mm. I, if but if it gets out of hand and tarnishes the whole platform, that's gonna suck. I yeah.
2: don't think it will. Like long term, I think there's gonna be a lot of a lot of hate for the next few months. But yeah. like, one of
0: these was bound to happen eventually. Yeah,
2: exactly. But with Igarashi putting as much heart and soul into Bloodstained as he and his team are, I think that's gonna be sort of the the faith reviver yeah
1: like it in like personally i think that the current iterations of bloodstained uh, i saw it on the e3 floor i've watched a couple of the the e3 demo let's plays that have been going out like the demo codes that people have been using i don't think that it looks fantastic yeah. i think that the art and animation needs a lot I'm of really work confused by like the 3D. positivity
0: around it actually
1: at the same time i think the positivity derives from the fact that it It is the, like, the modern Symphony of the Night or other, like, similar uh, Igavania games, as I think people are calling them now. Um, It, like, it's, it plays like that. It has that, like, gameplay. Whereas Minor Number 9 seems to have, like, a mediocre version of what it was derivative of.
0: Also, Uh, I feel like I should take this opportunity. If you want a modern Igavania game, Salt and Sanctuary. It's really good. Yes, yeah. and it's coming good. out on Steam soon. It came out on Steam yeah. ugh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, did it Shit. Yeah, okay, it I, need did. To, I need to pick no, that
3: up. No, only local needs to go put a
0: thousand hours into that. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like Sultan Sanctuary. It has a really janky art style, but I I like hand drawn stuff better than 3D. I like pixel art better than 3D. I just wish they didn't yes. go
3: with 3D. Me either. I don't like the 3D at all, dude.
2: Well, I think a big part of that is just ease. Like, I don't know how much you guys know about sprite art, but yeah,
3: it's more
0: expensive. It's more
3: expensive
2: and it's so hard. Yeah, yeah, I, I think.
1: It was unrealistic. A friend of mine put it this way, and I I think I agree with him. It's unrealistic expectations, but the art that they put on the Kickstarter is the art that I wanted to be in game. Like these really, like really well drawn, like sort of like painting esque. Which obviously that's like so much to ask because that art style, like that's the reason why Cuphead is taking like seven million years, is because their art style is so fucking complicated to. And difficult to turn into, yeah. a but game. I just wonder, um, like
0: counter examples that exist of cheap projects that manage to do it, like Hyperlight Drifter.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, but Hyperlight
2: Drifters' art style, I would argue, relies a lot more on its uh, color theory than it does its its in depth sprite work.
3: There, there is some three D stuff that looks good though, and it it this one just doesn't. I I wish I could think of an example. There's got to be a three D uh, game, y-
2: Guilty Gear you know, Exert, actually
3: yes that game is rendered on unreal 3
2: if you if i didn't tell you that you would never be able to tell
0: grow home Um, is untextured low poly uh, graphics that look great
1: a game that actually again this is like another art style thing that like would is too much to ask but the the visuals in uh bloodstained the backgrounds reminded me a lot of um Indivisible.
2: Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. but Lab Zero is, like, run by a bunch of crazy people that don't know how to right. not work at 100%. Uh,
1: yeah, of, of absolutely, of course, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's way too much to ask, but, like, yeah. after playing Indivisible, which, the like, they pace kind of similar when you see them in motion, the Indivisible art makes it look fucking amazing, whereas yes. the... The Bloodstained art, I, I just think it needs some work, Dust. that's all. Which, there's still a long time before it comes out, so, you know. Dust
0: yeah. and Elysian Tale was done by one guy with, like, $40,000. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, Dang. yeah, and, like, Dragon's Crown was made on basically, like, a Philly cheesesteak and, like, a 5 yen coin. There, what, what, <laughs> I, what
0: we know is that there are counterexamples. I right. guess yes. what, what is happening is that, I guess a lot of the team that's putting together bloodstain aren't dedicated artists,
2: Right, and I think that that's what it boils down to is that like it definitely seems like a mercenary job for a lot of people that aren't Ego and the core team, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to bet that those people weren't going to take a pay cut for artistry the way that the guys at Lab Zero would or the way that George Kamitani would.
0: Yeah, which which is a little I, bit of a shame because Symphony of the Night has some of still some of the best sprite artwork ever.
2: Oh, but that's because they were uh working off of Ayami Kojima's like gorgeous gorgeous artwork and yeah she but it's is still a gallery artist it's still now.
0: disappointing that that's not the part of the legacy that they wanted to live up to
2: no that's fair absolutely yeah, that that
0: just wasn't part of the priorities yeah Anyways. but i think
2: that that goes with the passage of time like final fantasy not really utilizing amano anymore
0: or king of Fighters not having pixel art anymore yeah i miss uh, good pixel art
1: oh yeah that's a Almost a lost start at this. At, at this least point we in time. have
0: hyperlight.
1: Oh, oh, mm. um. I just want to point mm-hmm. out. So, George, you linked this video in the uh, the the chat thing for or the oh yeah podcast outline. Uh, it is the the credit sequence for Mighty Number no. Nine being four hours yeah. long because it includes all the the backers, yeah. which is over seventy thousand people. Uh, I went through the comments briefly and someone timestamped nineteen minutes and five seconds into the video. Mighty number 50,000, or mighty number 5,040. His 5, name, Camille. was right. Oh, God. Yep, there he is. <laughs> Fucking destroyed. Wow, Amazing. no.
0: <laughs> Why is it four uh,
1: hours? I guess they had to fit everything the, in. They kind of triple wrote I, it, in my I opinion.
0: I think that the, this whole team just had no ideas they're mm. like, let's make Mega Man and be really uncreative about it and not even come up with a clever way to compress a list of the backers.
1: I I will give them one point of creativity for making every single backer a mighty number. I think that's that's like a, a fun little addition.
0: Like, Instead of having like a can, stage made out of names that you run through or names that you have to shoot through or... Well,
1: I'm not mm. saying that the fucking listing them in a straight line for four hours is a good oh. idea. I'm saying that, like, it had this been an incredible game, that would have been really cool for, you know, whoever's on this list to be like, yeah, I might, like, I'm backer number this, I'm mighty number 6,000. Like, they, they like I'm like a part of this history.
0: Fast. Like
1: I, I, yes, would hope, I realize I would hope. that the text list is a bad idea, George. I'm saying that the mighty number idea is cool. It would,
0: it, it's so bewildering, though. <laughs> that that I, I am finding it hard to get this train of thought to derail because like maybe what we're seeing here is a hyper sensationalized news story and there's just a button the player can press to, to fast forward through this stuff and someone uploaded a video of them going through it painfully slowly at one of the optionally slower scroll speeds
2: I
1: no, I believe it's just a crazy sequence I am holding
0: you- my palm up to my forehead because I cannot believe this
2: well you know George <laughs>
0: what you see is what you get Oh. Damn. Thanks. <laughs> PG and oh. Affin. Um, <sighs> speaking of good Jeez. games, <laughs> we were on that for a while uh, so let's and well, uh, the whole goal of like sonicking through the news wow that just ran off hill and tripped and died
1: right. uh, I'm supposed to be streaming <laughs> just like my, right my now name. according to my twitter I guess I'll just shit. <laughs> shit. Okay. push okay. it back
0: Um, hilarious story out of EA they are looking for the new rocket league with their new uh, EA originals indie searchlight program they had an mm-hmm. interview with IGN about how this one EA this one EA executive would have really love to be the guy who found rocket league he would have loved it if, if he could make rocket league an ea pro- property and then the lead designer of rocket league put out a tweet that said ea actually turned rocket league down in 2011 we actually get fucked we EA. actually pitched the game to <laughs> ea partners in 2011 not sure what would be different this time around somebody got fired yeah, yeah instead they I, I guess of instead of having badass soccer sports game with cars, they want puzzle platformers that are cute, like Unraveled, which is like yeah. fine, but that's not Rocket League. That's not the next Rocket League.
3: It, it, I, yeah. I, I I beat it. it. It was cute, you know. But but EA,
0: <laughs> if you want to utilize this indie games searchlight label, then you gotta pick things that are risky. Or weird, at least. Soccer with cars isn't even that risky. It's just a little weird. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But Soccer's see, the yeah, most yeah, popular yeah. Also-
0: game in the world.
1: Also, maybe invest in like more than like a game per year. No, only Star <laughs> Wars. <laughs> right? No, I'm saying, I'm Murdering saying, like, like if you're gonna do this indie now. initiative, like, like get a big old handful of indies that you that cover a wide range, and then give them all some money. God knows you have money, EA. Just give these guys like five hundred thousand dollar budgets each and, when, and like you're probably going to get some pretty good games If
0: someone of comes to you with an idea as marketable and simple and exploitable as soccer with cars go for it
3: yeah yeah yeah
0: uh bethesda.net is live for the playstation 4 version of fallout 4 uh,
1: oh, so the, mod, the modding, console yep, modding? They
0: have updated their terms of service to require mod authors to have a legally purchased copy of Fallout 4 on Steam. This is their attempt to try to curb that mod theft we were talking about last week. You know when when I was being a completely asympathetic asshole who just did not understand all the grief it was causing and what not uh they're taking steps trying to fix it i guess I guess we'll have to wait and see how uh this turns out because mm. they rolled this out just a few days ago on the twenty second and is now the twenty third um when I was reading through the news update, I was also stricken by a little list of issues with playing with mods on the PlayStation 4. Note: PC textures will be used in mods. Memory <laughs> and performance issues may occur. We are working with Sony on optimal texture exporting support in future
3: updates. Uh, just, just what, get on what, PC. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get, I don't get why mods are on on a console. Is it just weird? Am I being a PC master race type of guy to say that? Like, I just well, sound files. That.
1: It is it is consume. It's pro consumer to do yeah, this. It's better than. However, nothing. But it's, it's a console it's misguided. It's, it's misguided. It sound yeah. files are
0: currently not supported. The PS4's sound format is a proprietary format. We are working with Sony on sound file processing support in a future update. Mm. The PS4 po- <laughs> mod support storage limit is approximately 900 megabytes at present. Please do so not upload nothing. mods larger than 900 megabytes.
3: We are working with Sony nothing. to increase this limit. <laughs> Don't you play a console to, to for it to be easy? That's what most console guys say. Like, oh yeah, yeah I just want to yeah, put yeah, it on. Consoles are the but Apple that's not experience. the case
0: anymore. They're not easy anymore. Yeah. Even they, the they Nintendo one is like... Uh, uh, sitting through days of updating and then hoping mighty number nine doesn't fix your brick your console now yeah
2: well i actually have a have a story about that when the witcher 3 came out my uh, pc had recently bricked so uh, and just like to an unrepairable uh set and i didn't have the money to buy a new one so i ended up getting on ps4 you don't know how many gigs i had to sit through to install oh Jeez,
3: like 60 like at least
2: so, like it was like 20 i think but still like that chugging through the ps4's like architecture trying to download it yep. yeah no. yep.
3: nah. and then no, you
2: have to man. update it and games console <laughs>
0: games are way <laughs> way buggier nah. than they used to be
3: <laughs> nah, even
0: even when everything's working as intended i still like find myself falling through the ground and seeing missing textures and like having yeah. menus not properly enter and exit a lot more than even the last gen
2: yeah and mm. when it's super frustrating too it's like console stuff nowadays where like a friend of mine had gotten me street fighter 5 and like when we got back to play it dropped the disc in and it was like hey we have to download like a 5 gig thing it was fucking yeah. i should have yeah. just bought it on pc then capcom yeah Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it, console it, players it, can have mods now but Unlike playing the game on PC, it might cause more problems than on console Mm. than than on PC. Uh, The community is is getting a little flustered over over just anyone being able to upload a new version of the mod for for the console version of the portal.
3: Mm. And yeah, but it's there. It's better
0: (sighs) than no mods at all.
3: It'll be interesting to see how this goes <laughs> with the new, you know, PlayStation 4 Neo and Xbox uh, the two, you know, now that It'll they're be...
0: releasing new consoles about as frequently as new gens of PC graphics cards come out. Right.
2: And wasn't the price point like rumored to be somewhere around five to seven hundred dollars? Probably. Which at that point, just fucking build a computer. Yes. Seriously, dude, I, I've built a computer
0: recently. If for, Matt can for, do I want, it, you can do it.
1: I want to stress to everybody out there, the computer that I'm currently on uh, amounts to about $1,000 total, and I can play most games at least on, like, above console level visual settings. Yeah. At least. But I can play, like, some older games on Ultra. My computer's not great, and it's four also, years old, you can but play it's still better than
0: most consoles. Literally
3: anything.
1: Also, it's a computer, so I can do a lot more yeah. on
3: it. It's more... It's, it, you get more value out of your money. I'm not trying to... I I, I I do this to my friends all the time who have consoles. I'm like, dude, just build a computer. What are you doing? What are you doing? Spending all this... Dude, you just so many games on a PC. But see, I'm not, I'm not going to be here. I'll be a PC butthole right now. But damn, just build. Just don't buy the Neo. <laughs> buy a... Buy With the... <laughs> like aside from Nintendo
1: with the shrinking list of exclusives for uh, PS4 and Xbox, and like for consoles, mm-hmm. like just your reasons are running out Once, to not. Yeah. Once PC they gamer. make
0: PC versions of vanquish and Bayonetta and all your consoles can just go in the trash.
3: You, you, you yeah. got Xbox releasing all their games for PC. Now all you have and is well, Wii U
0: emulator playing things
3: playably. Yeah. Well, which is for PC
1: sad. and exclusive to Windows 10 are two vastly different things. Oh, but, well, you know.
3: sure, but I mean, Windows 10 you is
1: free. You have to buy it through the Windows 10 like, store.
3: Yeah, and uh, it's
2: like after a bit of work, it's really not that bad of an OS.
3: No, it's not. I'm it, it's free, Jimmy. It's still free until like, yeah, well, like, no, like me mom, and okay. Jimmy
0: are let on say, the say, You guys can. Let enjoy me just yourself. say,
1: I actually attempted to upgrade to Windows 10 because of my my well documented experience where Windows 7 caps your ram at 16 for whatever fucking wow. reason uh so i have 24 gigs that the eight of which are not being used ever uh but i've tried to upgrade to windows 10 several times and the, it refuses to work do, with me do i refresh. have downloaded refresh and everything. patched it i refreshed. i have page. refreshed absolutely everything that could possibly re- be refreshed refresh. what? so what? i this can't even <laughs> i have it didn't work Still on Windows 7, uh, but it's, it's fine. I'm going to stay here. Pour a
0: refreshing glass of lemonade on your computer.
1: You know what? It might help at this point. Yeah. Just
0: like format the drive. Just
3: do it clean, nice and fresh, dude. Pour just a glass
0: to... of lemonade on the hard drive. I, I mean, you know what? Install a cracked Whatever copy works. of Windows
3: 7 and install... That's actually what I'm planning on. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm right. sorry
3: i'm talking about this on the podcast oops it's fine we're at the bottom Whoops. of the barrel
0: uh, jimmy's yeah. got a stream that Scrape you're late it. for i
1: mean it's I, i'm not like really late it's
0: my i, stream, I gotta so be making so my duo. no review.
1: one's waiting on me uh
0: I, that's right i'm sure matt visual has to has to get hot and ready to play more metal gear solid forever uh, and in, and uh, michelle has to go back home to his uh his country of, of france you do know i'm spanish right
3: well, Damn. now like, My I dad's know. from
2: Sevilla. I- I've told you this <laughs> no less than three times, George. <laughs> really?
3: George doesn't remember anything. Yeah. Okay,
1: <laughs> here, Michael. It just here. Actually, not, not, not Michael. TOVG podcast viewers. Uh, Listeners. Tweet the estimated, estimated amount of times that we've had to correct George on basic household names such as Miyamoto mm-hmm. and Iwata. Uh, Tweet that number, a guesstimate, at at I'm sorry that Um,
0: more of my brain space is full of important things, like who the Patriots actually are. (laughs) (laughs) You can do (laughs) both. (laughs) I mean, listen,
2: if I can remember all these shitty game designers and still tell you that uh, Kojima's interpretation of Melville is pedestrian at best at 4 (laughs) a.m. I wish I (laughs) could be like
0: Liam from The Best Friends and, and know off the top of my head who made the Vita port of every game ever. Oh my God! Yeah, that is
2: some um, encyclopedic knowledge. Yeah.
0: Oh. Well. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> we gotta go on our whole way.
1: This is a long-ass yeah, fucking podcast. Is. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bush. Thank you very much.
0: We appreciate it. We love you. Oh, we want you to bias. watch our videos. Thank Please you for don't... having me, guys.
1: Yeah, thanks. Go follow our guest. He's a very nice man, from what I hear, and from the two hours of conversation, I I have
0: gotten drunk and talked about life with Michael in the middle of the night, and that's how I filter my podcast guests
2: (laughs) (laughs) by alcohol at (laughs) Magfest.
0: Yeah, that's why we've had Scrib on like six times. (laughs) Scrib is cool, though. Yeah, yeah. Scrib is cool. Oh, what do you try to say about Michael, Matt? Also,
2: Scrib and I are from the same town.
3: Oh yeah wait, wait okay cool town. no no, I, no, no that wasn't implying anything to Michael at all That I know I know well, I'm just slapping dude, you look, butt cheeks I
2: outed myself as putting thousands of hours into every Souls game there is no ego for me to hide Michael I, I
1: have <laughs> no. no you're that's the that's like the height of cool as far as like the modern gaming you're better than Scrib.
0: before that. <laughs> what are you try to say about Scrib? before we go I just do want to tell like a quick story when I was at MagFest I don't remember who said it I might have had this conversation with you before Michael but we're were you the guy who, when I mentioned Scrib to someone, were you the guy who said, "Oh, I know Scrib. He's my spirit animal"? <laughs> I don't think so. No, because someone me, said that, and I don't remember who.
2: Yeah, because in spite of the fact that Scrib and I both <laughs> live in the same city, we actually haven't crossed paths that much because we both never leave our apartment. Really, you
0: can see him coming from a mile away. Stay I still I, each I could, like, turf. look
2: down the street and probably see his apartment. Um, I actually know what complex he lives in, even off of the. Is he? Is he tall?
0: He is very he's lanky. Like, he's, a yeah, lanky he's, he's a lanky individual. Yeah. He's a lanky con.
2: I trying to think like scribs about my height and I'm like five nine, five ten.
1: Okay.
0: About so anyway you, you, yeah. you aren't you are the spirit animal scrib man. That's all. That's that's all. No. Um,
2: my spirit animal uh, is probably Austin you, more than anyone.
1: Do you, do you podcast homework? Go tweet at Scrib, ask him what is how tall is he? Yeah. yeah.
0: Ask him if, if you so, are his spirit animal. Hashtag Bush. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Bye everybody. Bye.